All right. Welcome back to Lindroff Hockey Podcast. We are in partnership with Black and Gold Hockey Productions. You're here with co-host father and son duo today, Andrew and Jim Lindroff. Dad, how you doing? Doing great today, Andrew. So we have a special episode. This is episode going to be 91. Yep. And this is for the UK listeners uh, and uh, North American listeners that uh, will recognize quite a few names we're going to talk about. But this is going to be specifically uh, talking about the new players of the Sheffield Steelers. So we do have quite a bit of Sheffield uh, listeners and we do follow uh, the elite league. So we're going to try to help break down a little bit at, uh, uh, some of the players. Now, we don't get to see many of the games being in Tulsa, Oklahoma. However, quite a few of the uh, UK elite players do come from the AHL, NHL, and of course the ECHL, which we are very well versed, at least we think. Correct, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. And before we start too, Dad, I just want to say this is obviously another bonus episode, kind of like what we did last week. We talked Bruins. And uh, don't forget to check out the uh, special guest episode that we just dropped, episode 90, uh, with Rocco Tulio, who is the owner of the uh, uh, famous Oshawa Generals from the Junior Leagues. You know, so um, don't forget to check that out. Um, Two part bonus episode. But, Dad, we're going to talk about Sheffield today. And I know a lot of our new EIHL listeners are probably like, you know, who are the Lindrop boys going to try and bandwagon this year? Are they really doing Sheffield again? Because we've noticed a lot of people don't like Sheffield if they're not Sheffield fans. But That's, well, obviously, we had a lot of guests on, former former guests that did play or currently play sure. for them. Yeah. So obviously, we want to kick back off the season by taking a look at Sheffield first. So that's what we'll be talking about today, Dad. And we did our research a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So again, um, we've seen some of these players play live that are coming to Sheffield. Let's get to it. So Sheffield. Who did they so, lose, Dad? Because they, so they lost quite quite a bit of their team. They did lose quite a bit, and and they ended up second in the league, I believe. And uh, you know, I believe they suffered some injuries <clears throat> towards the end of the season, and just sort of a season unfilled. And Fox, their coach, Foxy, um, is really trying to gear up to uh, compete with uh, Belfast, really, because Belfast is still looking to be the the team to beat. So we know they lost uh, for, former guest on our program, Hodgman. Haji uh, retired yep. back in the States. They also lost um, uh, another guest, DeLuca, right? Yep. They lost uh, Tanner Eberly too. Eberly. They lost uh, Traversa. Uh, they lost uh, a guy that the coach relied on quite a bit, uh, John John Armstrong. Yep. Uh, both goalies are gone. And I really thought Bruss was going to uh, really make a mark yep. in the uh, elite league, but it didn't end up happening for him. And he, lost that starting job there yeah he did so both goalies uh, uh have moved on and of course uh we talked about um LRV, but let's talk about their top scorer valorant yeah marco valorant yeah pretty pretty surprised too i don't um we'd have to look and see where he decided to go but i'm very surprised that he did not stay with sheffield especially due to his success well i mean uh do the reporting by uh um the star it was reported that he wanted to go win trophies and he wanted to play in a more advanced league, I guess, in Europe. So I don't know quite where he ended up, if he ended up anywhere, but he uh, he definitely left Sheffield. And that's a, that's a big hole to fill. So let's talk. Well, actually, let's talk about some of the returning players that I feel are going to have an impact. And again, for our Sheffield listeners, we're not going to mention every player and we might not even mention every 
new player, we want to, but we're going to hit quite a few just to give you an idea of uh, uh, some of the new players coming from the North America of uh, where they're at, what their history was and what we saw if we saw them live. But returning, let's talk about it. Their true star, Robert Dow. Yeah. Great guy. Almost 30 goals last season. I think, yeah, I think he was uh, second in scoring. Tough kid. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, he's big. He can throw down, but he's getting to be old. He's got to watch it. How old is he now? Um, I'd have to look it up off the top of my head. He's, now, he's, he's, he's a Brit, right? He is. He is. Yeah, which we, like we said, when we had uh, Kino on, we really wanted to start highlighting the Brits around the area that are, are from yeah. there and that make it there. We should try to get him on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, certainly he's he's the leader and he is going to have, I think he's going to have another breakout season. And uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, later on about McNally, uh, them getting that tough guy. Yep. Um, and I think that's going to relieve doubt a little bit to focus a little bit more on scoring. And uh, maybe Fox is going to tell him to calm down, put the puck in the net, don't drop the gloves and be in the box for so long. Right. Who knows? Anyway, another one, um, Conley, Brandon Conley. He only played like nine games last season. He's going to be good. Um, was he already on Sheffield? Or was he was, a- yeah, he, okay. but he only played nine games with them. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, I think he's going to, if he stays healthy, he's going to have a major impact for Sheffield. So those, I think, two uh, key returning players. And, of course, they got uh, uh, Latal, I probably mispronounced his name, and, and, and Mosey coming back. Yeah, They're all strong players. They're, they score about 20 goals, usually 40-something points. Yeah, Mosey's really good. So, um, you know, it's looking looking real good there. Um, so, I think if, if if Dowd can get hooked up with a, 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 a partnership, uh, a pairing that's really going to work well for them, I, I think he's going to be 30, 30 goals this year. Well, here's the thing, too. You know, they, they lost uh, Keaton Ellerby, too, was, who was supposed to be their star defenseman last year, but uh, – you know, I know who we talked to. I, I forgot which guest it was. Said that he was actually one of the best in the league, but he really, you know, uh, didn't do as well last season. He had high expectations, and Keaton Ellerby just did not hit those expectations. Yeah. I don't think so. It'll be interesting to see how the defense will turn out this year because I felt like it was maybe a bit of a letdown. There was there was a lot of hype surrounding Keaton Ellerby. I mean, he was the number one, the first round draft pick. We, we had it. We had him coming on the podcast, and and somehow just schedules and things didn't work out, and. And uh, we'll probably still, I think he's coaching now. I think he got an opportunity to coach. A, okay. Might be a junior team. Uh, so he may not even be playing. Anymore I don't think he's playing anymore. I think he's coaching. Now I could be totally wrong, but um, anyway, he's a good guy. We've had some conversations, emails with him, trying to set up a time. It just didn't, didn't work out. And then the season got, you know, we don't want to bother the players during the season too much. Right. Um, okay. Let's talk about some new players here. So Dan Champagne. Okay. Spent some time in the AHL and ECHL with various teams. Um, he really didn't set the hockey world on fire in the NHL, but he did contribute to every team that he was on, meaning he was a pretty decent player. His best season in North America was uh, 2018-19 with Brampton in the A. Uh, no, I think it's ECHL, um, averaging about a point a game. So um, he just couldn't light it up in the AHL. Uh, did very well playing in Europe. I think he ended up uh, being second in scoring uh, in Austria. And the media is touting him to be the replacement. Valid. 
I don't know about that, to be honest with you. Now, I'd have to look up to see how old Dan is. I know we got ages on some of the other guys, but uh, it's weird that, you know, I noticed that, uh, you know, as we go through this next few lists of the new players, you know, Dad, I don't know if you noticed this, but they're really loading up on older vets this time. Actually, I think he tends to go more on the younger side, but I think this year it seems like he's is filling out the vets. But right. I always thought that uh, Fox tended to to go with the younger guys. Yeah. But he is he's, he is getting some. We're going to talk about some of the uh, vets that he's signed, and I think it's going to be to their advantage. So we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. I know this is one of your favorite players, McNally. Yeah. And he tore it up in North America as kind of an enforcer. I mean, the guy can play too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's definitely the, um, the the menace on the ice when you play their team. I, I'm surprised Foxy got him, but as we're starting to learn too, I mean, EIHL is a pretty tough league too, bro. They've got Very some tough. guys that are tough and, more than uh, one fight. And and he was in the uh, elite league last. I know last season, but it could have been a couple of seasons before that. So he's not new to the Sheffield fans. And he's kind of the guy you hate until you have him on your team. 6'2", 220, just about. I mean, that kid's that's 220. Big kid. That's a big kid. And for UK, I'm not sure if UK, if, if they follow they go pounds, by kilograms. So I don't know what that would be. But I'm, I'm sure you guys, you, you guys are I'm smart enough to show. be able to do the conversion. I'm not, but, you know. Well, it's UK, funny. I was, UK, watching, yeah, I was it's, watching a YouTube video last night, and it's we're watching these Brits right now, the sidemen. And, yeah, they're like 85 kilograms or 90 kilograms and like they were trying to convert it to pounds and they were like what the hell is this in pounds so it's just like us with kilograms and pounds like i don't know how many kilograms but yeah it's just weird that it's different over there man yeah america's just you know they refuse, they shit. refuse to go to the metric system for some strange reason yeah we don't like it i guess I don't know. well all right so but, anyway mcnally so this guy was you know the the, the rat even though he'll he'll put his fist through your head right but uh, I think this is a great move, and it, but it's going to be interesting to see what Fox is going to put, what role he's going to put him in. Right. Because he can, like you said, he can do more than just drop the gloves and fight. Right. But I think he's going to be a great third, fourth liner. Uh, certainly he can grind it out, but I think he's going to relieve some of the tough duties from like a Dowd. Right, right. Yeah, because he doesn't need to be fighting. And doubt yeah. isn't that big anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, let's see where it is, but uh, sort of our player, tough guy, McNally. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's been in the Elite League, but, you know, we looked at uh, some AHL, ECHL footage, and, yeah, the guy's strong. Yeah, he's very Hell strong. of an uppercut. So yeah. watch those uppercuts. Yeah. Uh, he's He really can, can give it to him. Yeah. All right, Brett Newman. So this is a small guy. He's 5'9", 23. So he played junior mm -hmm. um, in Oshawa Generals. And go ahead and put the plug, our last episode. Rocco Tulio, owner of the Oshawa Generals. Yes. Right. Um, I was not there at that podcast, but Andrew went one-on-one -on -one with the Oshawa Generals owner. Right. And uh, if you uh, want to check out what it's like to be an owner of a hockey team, uh, particularly in junior Canadian hockey, it's a great episode. It's episode 90, and, yep. and it was just um, – out today today being friday august 19th yeah yeah, yeah. okay and, and here's the thing too i want to mention on newman small guy he, he he did produce he did really well with oshawa generals if i remember when i was looking at his stats he did play in the echl yes. did okay he did get the call up in the a did not work out but i think maybe his game kind of like when we talked to anthony deluca 
he could play in North America, but that's a diff, more different style than the EIHL with the bigger eyes, more finesse players. I think Brett Newman is going to do better. I think he might even be hopefully a little bit of a DeLuca replacement because you lose DeLuca, you lose Valorant, you lose Haji, you know, those pure goal scorer guys. And I think that he's actually going to surprise a lot of people. And he's 23. Kid's young. He's he's going to be hitting his prime. So. Right. So, so we saw him uh, when he was in Allen because Tulsa, where we live, and the Tulsa Oilers always play the uh, um, Allen. He's one of the fastest. Americans. He's a fast skater. Yeah, and he was very fast. Uh, the only detriment, and it's not his fault, it, it could be a detriment, is his size. Right. So but, but look at a Martian. Put on the muscle and learn how to defend yourself. And you can right. So he's 23. Um, let's see what, what he can do in, yeah. the, uh, in the elite league. Okay, moving on. Mason Mitchell, 28 years old, 6'2", and started at, in, in Hershey, the AHL, and also split time with the uh, Stingrays of South Carolina. He did not put up a lot of points with Hershey, and I think um, Hershey kind of you know, gave up on him, and he moved to several different um, ECHL teams. His best season was in 2019-20. He scored 18 goals. 13 assists. Hopefully the move to the elite league will give him the edge to use his size to increase his, uh, his offensive production. We saw him a few times when he was with Idaho, Andrew, mm -hmm. if you remember him. And um, I think just a prediction with his size, if he uses it and, it, and the ability that we see him, I see him as a 20 goal scorer easy in the elite league. What do you think? I think that he definitely has the potential. Um, and I looked at some of his stuff. Mason Mitchell, he's a, he's a good player. He's got that frame, but he needs to use it more to his advantage. Use it, Maybe use it a little bit more smarter. And, of course, I'm saying that sitting here on my couch as I'm watching highlights, right? <laughs> but um, I feel like that he might be able to do a bit better here um, in the EIHL. I know that the ice can be a bit bigger, a little bit more room, but uh, it just seemed like he couldn't get it quite good. I mean, 18 goals, 13 uh, assists, you know, you're up to 31 points, but – you know, I, I still think that the guy could do a bit more, but uh, hopefully he can score at least 20 with Sheffield. They they definitely need that. But another bigger, bigger guy, 28, is in, he's in his prime. So hopefully he can find his footing here. Yeah. Tell us a little about Scott Allen. Once again, big guy, but dad, we're, we're, we're getting the older guys, 32 years old, 32, 6'3", near 220. Um, he did start out in the ECHL, progressed the AHL in his career. But last few years, he's been in the German Del 2 League. Um, still, he put up solid points, averages over a point a game there. I know it's the Dell 2 League, not the main Dell League, but I still think it's 32. If he He's a good complimentary player, Dad, like an Eric Halla or like a Jake DeBrusque. You stick him um, on, on a good line with good players, and they can help produce. But he needs that, that complimentary set of players to, so he can play well. I think he's a vet who can play hard, tough, and he has the ability to score. It just depends on who he's going to be with. Problem is you can't – I think he may be more of a third, fourth-liner guy because I don't know if his speed can keep up with a Newman, for instance, 23-5-9. That kid's going to be flying, dude. I'm telling you, that kid is fast and Dowd too. So what do you think, Dad? Scott Allen, 32, big guy, though. Yeah, I think this is going to um, help with the uh, depth of with the team, and I think that's why he was signed. You know, certainly a pro, not a rookie, not a young guy. You don't have to deal with, uh, you know um, – it's tough for some of the younger players from North America to go overseas because uh, we've talked to some of them on the, on the podcast. 
but he's a vet. He's used to it. It's going to be an easy transition, and I think it'll provide depth for Sheffield. So uh, we wish him well. And All I right. think that's good to have those guys that have played, have had a long career, and have played everywhere, too. You want guys with true experience, life experience, too, and I think he will be a good asset. All right, well, let's talk about a player that doesn't have a lot of experience because he's young, but, boy, so far, what a career. So, Adam Raska, tell us a little bit about Adam, what do you want me to cover? I was about to say, you found the diamond in the rough. Yeah, I think so. Well, I didn't. I think Fox found a diamond in the rough. So, Czech player, he's 20 years old. Um, He's a hard worker, not afraid to hit hard. So, he's not afraid to to use his body. I think this could be a huge steal for Sheffield. So, he's a San Jose uh, contracted player, San Jose Sharks in the NHL. He played five games with the Sharks in the NHL. Uh, didn't really do much, but hey, you know, it's the NHL, right? Right. Uh, did 49 games with their AHL farm team. Uh, he had 14 points. He's so young, it's going to be interesting to see how he develops. So this is the important part here is he still needs to be developed. But and, he's coming from the NHL, right. and he's got a solid year of AHL. Um, you wanted to say something about him, Andrew? I, I just was starting to look back up in this page. You know, he's he's 5'10", five, 5'11", five, 183. So he's a bit of a more of a Marchand guy, just a little bit taller. Um, but reading on what a lot of uh, scouts in Europe have said about him, good intensity. He likes to finish his checks like you were saying. He plays harder than any other prospect we've seen in Europe. And he wins uh, pucks out of puck battles and draws penalties. Kid's good. And he, only, he did only have 14 points. Last season with uh, the San Jose Barracuda with 57 penalty minutes, he's not afraid to to play that tough style for his size. And uh, he was also in the QMJHL, 22 games he played, but 12 goals, 35 or 25 points in 2020-2021. So young player, but dead. I think he's got a lot of uh, potential with him, and he's a Czech guy. He's so those Czech players, man. So the 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 question I have is, why did he give up on? basically San Jose. I mean, he got in five games. I mean, something, I don't know the answer to this, but like I said, he's still property of San Jose, right? I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I I believe he's still, he signed a three-year entry last year with them. So he's still their property. Um, And it's common. We got, we have guys like we have Pavel Shen for the Bruins that was overseas. We still have Solaric. If you remember Peter Solaric, he's still over there. But someone that's actually played right on the team and now has moved uh, uh, away anyway i think this is a steal by uh, fox yeah um i would love to talk to fox we should actually try to get him on uh sometime if yeah. he if he'd be willing but this is i think could be the diamond in the rough you polish this guy you, you know obviously he's uh being paid well yeah so he's happy and he's, um, he's, he's a tough kid. He even had a fight. He had his first NHL fight, too. I don't know if you knew that. He fought in the NHL. So, yeah. kid, kids, kids ready to bring his game. 20 years old. Let us remind him that. 20. Sebastian Peach, I think, is how we pronounce his last name. 34, though. Dad. Here's the vet. And I think this Another is where I, this is where I think Fox is really on task. So, he was uh, he started out in the queue, the Quebec League. Uh, so, he played in the queue. Was up and down between the AHL and ECHL, uh, and then finally moved on to Europe. He played in Slovenia, Austria, and then the Czech Republic. He's a solid defenseman. Here's what I love about him. He clears that front of the net so well, and I think he's going to bring a lot of that. He's he's six foot, if I didn't mention that. 
he's going to bring a lot of strength, I I think, to uh, Sheffield's back line. It's going to help with Keaton Ellerby not there. That's who Ellerby was supposed to be last season, was that big net front presence guy, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, while we talked about it, while I think the coach tends to like to lean on the younger players, uh, I think getting some of these vets is is a smart, smart move. Do you see any young teams in NHL winning fucking cups? I don't. New York Rangers didn't. Yeah, you see these young teams. Ottawa Senators didn't make it. I mean, you need, I believe, in my opinion, these vets to bring you through those playoffs. It's not just most talented every game. you got to – I mean – as we talked to guests at playoffs are a whole different beast. It sounds like, I mean, yeah. it is a completely different yeah. style, no matter if it's in North America or even in the UK. So I think it was smart on Foxy to get him. Matt Petgrave, another new signing. Boy, a lot of new players, but defensemen, they need it. So 30 years old, six, one uh, yeah. played in the uh, OHL in, in junior. Uh, again, uh, seems to be the common theme for uh, a lot of uh, elite North American imports is up and down between the AHL and ECHL uh, ended up just being loaned out his last uh, couple seasons to a, just loaned out to a bunch of different teams. And that's never good. Uh, so he was uh, loaned out and, uh, and then ended up in Kansas city. Now here's the big question. We keep talking about Kansas city. Right. And of course, DeLuca just, uh, you know, played when he left Sheffield, he came back. We're going to talk about um, the goalie, the one of the new goalies, the uh, Matt Greenfield, and he played in Kansas City. So my question is, if I were to talk to Fox, is what's, what, what's your connection with Kansas City? Right. And for the listeners that might not know, Kansas City Mavericks, uh, we see them quite a bit in our mountain division in the ECHL. Uh, however, they were like last place. Right. But yeah. they have good players. Right. Uh, but I'd like to know there's certainly this Kansas city connection, right? Anyway, um, ended up in Kansas city and I think, uh, and was a solid defenseman by mm-hmm. the way. But then I think the writing was on the wall for him that he wasn't going to get back in the AHL at that point being loaned out. So he, uh, moved on to, uh, Slovakia and the Czech Republic last year. Hey, we saw him play solid defenseman. He excelled in it in the, ECHL, but again, didn't put up the numbers uh, he really needed to in the AHL. I think a move to uh, the UK will be interesting for him. So he may finally find a league and a team that's going to satisfy him both money-wise and playing in a league that is is uh, competitive. That's that's kind of my thoughts on him. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, you know, overall, I think that uh, Sheffield – on paper, I think has recovered well. I thought well, that we can still get to talk about goalies. Well, I was about to say, I mean, with the goalies too, they're oh, 27, 30, right? Let's hit them now while we're here. Okay. So let's talk about the goalies. So first of all, um, somebody I don't know, uh, Swedish player, Oscar Auslin. Yeah. Right. 30 years old, six, one, he's a big guy. Um, I, from what I'm hearing, I think if he does well at camp, uh, seems like he may be the starting goalie. Uh, seems to, uh, based on just his stats, he works well under pressure. Right. And it seems like his playoff stats are better than his regular season stats. So he may be the guy that you go deep in the playoffs with. Right. Um, but I uh, read an article from the Star 
And I believe it's part of the reason is he's going to the University of Sheffield. Okay. I think to get his master's degree or okay. uh, Sheffield listens would know more than us. Um, so it's kind of a good deal. Like, Hey, come to the university, get your degree and you're playing hockey. Professionally get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Professionally. So I think it was a win-win for everybody. And that's uh, a joy to see. Yeah. And then you got Matt Greenfield, 27 yeah. years old. Yeah. And a guy we saw. Yep. So Kansas city again, Kansas city Maverick hookup. Yeah. Originally signed in the AHL with Stockton. Yep. But ended up, uh, like you just said, uh, with Kansas City. Had decent stats in the ECHL. He averaged about a .915 save average. Uh, what I liked about him when I saw him play was he's pretty quick for being a, 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 a bigger guy. Can move side to side really quick. Has good peripheral vision. Sees the puck really well. That's what I liked about him. So... Could he win that starting position? Absolutely. But I think he's going to, if he ends up being the backup, if Oslin falters, has a couple bad games, I think Matt will be in there ready to win some games. So uh, total rehaul with the goalies. Right. You can never know with goalies. Right. Well, even like last year, they, they, you know, they had no idea. I thought Bruss was really going to. Everybody did lead the league. I really did. Don't forget what Audrey said too. I mean, that's what he was most excited for was the goalie that they had on their team. So we'll see how see how it goes. Austin's going to be the guy, though. I mean, Greenfield had chances, but he's a little bit more inconsistent. Austin can be too during the regular season, but it's like you need a guy who's going to perform during playoffs. You need your goaltender takes you to the finals, right? We talk about that all the time with the NHL and stuff like that. You need that goaltender, so. But, Dad, overall, before we wrap it up, what do you think of Sheffield with the players that they lost and they're now bringing in? Do you think on paper they are they look like they're going to be a better team, worse team? What's kind of your consensus? It's hard to say because, like I said, a lot of the imports are from North America and they haven't played over in the Elite League. Right. So it's tough to say how it's going to translate. You know, and, and Sheffield listeners, if you don't know too much about the East Coast Hockey League, it's it's called the jungle over here because it's it's a rough and tumble league, and um, it's a lot like the British UK. But I think uh, the uh, UK elite league is uh, definitely a notch higher or two than the ECHL. So a lot of ECHL players can do very well in the elite league. Um, so on paper, I think Fox has put together the best signings that he can at this point. Right. I think they look strong. You got to, you know, go against, you know, it seems to me be us being new to the uh, elite league. A lot of movement on teams, right? you know, unlike North America where, you know, most of the teams retain their players. There's a lot of turnover right. uh, with players. So we'll see how everybody else shakes down, but I think Sheffield's going to be a strong team. Fox is a great coach. Uh, he certainly knows and got his staff uh, working like a well-oiled machine. Seems like Sheffield has a very good, we've talked to several players uh, or former players now, and they really like the culture at Sheffield. And that's important for those players. They love the community. They love the arena. Um, so they got that going for them. So I think it'll be interesting, but hopefully you, uh, everybody appreciates at least our North American take. And again, Andrew and I uh, have gotten into this because we have a lot of players and including some of the British players. Right. Uh, 
we've had on the podcast. So we're now following this pretty closely and we feel we can bring something to the table because most of these guys that played in the, uh, North America, we've seen them play. Right. So, exactly. uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful us to see as well, but uh, I think we might do uh, we've also got listeners all over now. Cause we've had some uh, Glasgow mm-hmm. players. We've had uh, Manchester, we've had Nottingham. So uh, we'll probably uh, try to do one for one of their home teams and give a rundown, especially if there's any North American players that we've had some experience watching. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I think Sheffield's in good shape. I think they've recovered well. The roster's a little bit older, but it wasn't like it was necessarily young, super young last year either. But uh, they're definitely going to rely on their was it Sheffield Bulldogs, their farm team too. They re-signed a couple of um, pretty good young prospects too yes. recently that uh, made stints with the team last year, the Steelers, and they, uh, they they did well. So I think that they're in good shape, but obviously it's just like, our NHL Bruins, dad, they've got to have a good farm team because once these guys, once the free agency, the import players, if you don't get what you need, if they're not doing the job, you need those kids to step up, right? The ones that you're building since they were, what, 16, 17, since you had them in the organization. So it'll be interesting, but we believe in Foxy. He's definitely, I think, a top-tier coach, especially in that league. So I think that he's going to do well with what he's got. Yeah, and, you know, we've heard off-air from some of the uh, former players, because, you know, people that are on a podcast are not on the team anymore. But they also talk very highly on the man, uh, the overall management, the owner, Tony. So, uh, you know, kudos to uh, Tony putting together uh, Fox and his team. And we wish Sheffield uh, a lot of luck. We'll try to get some of the Sheffield players on. We yep. have also some other players from other teams as well. So why don't we call it a bonus podcast We'll call it a, a, an end here, Andrew. Well, hopefully we don't sound too dumb. I know that it's hard for us to kind of with, uh, what is it, six to eight hour differences over there. Six hour difference from later where we than are. Us. You know, it could be hard for us to watch games and stuff, but we try and really keep up with all the highlights. We try and read the star um, as well to keep up on news. So hopefully uh, your North American Midwesterners don't sound too dumb talking about UK hockey, but we're, we're getting into it. Yeah, like I say, we know a lot of the players. So anyway, all of our UK listeners, we know that there's uh, there there are a bunch of you, and that's part of the reason why we're we're throwing some love to you from across the pond. Yeah, um, you gotta get you gotta promote the EIHL. So it's, it's a good league. It's man. an it's excellent excellent league. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to us, Lindroth yep. Hockey Podcast, and of course you've found our podcast if you're listening. Right, but we're on every podcast. We thank you to our our home. Uh, based company, Black and Gold, uh, LLC, mm-hmm. with Mark for uh, hosting us and taking care of distribution for us. And uh, if you like what we do, give us a good rating because we're told that helps as well. But uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget Chalk Out, Episode 90, Rocco Tulio, owner of the Oshawa Generals. Yeah, it's good. good interview. All right. Bye, everyone.